All right. It's great to see you today. Welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture podcast. Um, today, we're going to continue to read through quite a few psalms, and um, so I encourage you to, to take take a moment. If you need to, to pause, get something to write down, I've got a lot of psalms that we're going to go through. Um, we, we first are going to go to First Chronicles 16, right? First Chronicles 16, uh, and what what First Chronicles 16 is, we'll go ahead and, and look at it here just for, for a moment. This is when the ark has now been placed back in the tabernacle. Um, David has now uh, retrieved the ark of the covenant, um, and, and it's, a, it's a time of praise, and David is praising God. Uh, you see David's th- song of thanksgiving that he, he writes there, um, you know, kind of giving a, a history, you know, the history is so important um, for us to remember. It was so important for the Jewish people to remember their history. Uh, he celebrates God's goodness. Uh, he gives thanks um, to God for he is good. His mercy endures forever. That phrase is used throughout um, this chapter. Um, and then it, it ends in uh, verses 37 through 43 um, of how the regular worship was now maintained. The sacrifices were go- going on. Levites were put in charge of different things. Um, one of the things that was important was worship and was music, and that's where the Psalms come in. Uh, specifically, there's uh, names of uh, Asaph, Heman, and Jedithan. Um, they are they are there. Um, we actually see them. Um, in in some of the psalms that they are written to them or about them or for them uh, or by them um, and and so as we are going through the Bible in a chronological order as we've said before it's hard to know exactly where to put um, the uh, the psalms um, but these psalms are a good variety of psalms that obviously would have been sung uh, for worship uh, in the temple uh, and many of these psalms are connected to some of the people that are mentioned here in first Chron- Chronicles 16. That's why we're going to to insert them here. So here are the Psalms that we're going to read. Psalm 96, 105, 106, 39, 62, 50, 73 through 83, and 88. All right. So so obviously we're going to go quickly through these, but I encourage you, they're not they're not all that that long. Some of them are very short. So I really do encourage you to read them because um, it's it's good to read this. So for the last you know four months or five months, however long we've been doing this, I can't remember exactly when we started. Um, you know, we've been talking about the things that are now being talked about in the Psalms. Um, you know, whether it's looking back to how God uh, called Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How God, uh, you know, delivered the people from Egypt through Moses. How God brought them through the wilderness. How God brought them into the promised land, uh, established the nations, uh, or established the nation. Uh, how God uh, ruled through the judges, right? Um, and and now up to the the present present time, these psalms are going to encapsulate a lot of that. So what we see in Psalm ninety six, um, I'll just put a, a few you know, of my thoughts as I read through. Uh, Psalm 96 is a song of praise to God coming in judgment. 
right? This, this is a theme. This is one of those things that we don't like a whole lot. We don't like to think of what God's judgment could be, uh, but that's a very important aspect of the character of God is God's justice, uh, which means there is uh, judgment. Um, it says, uh, he is to be feared, uh, in verse 4, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, little g, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. Now, this is interesting because one of the things in that culture, it was normal to have multiple gods. And you can, you can see in other uh, you know, songs uh, to other gods and different cultures and things like that, that they will at times elevate one God over others. Like maybe they're focusing on the sun God in, in that song and they would elevate that sun God above other gods. One thing that we see though in scripture is that it, uh, it, it doesn't always say that other gods don't exist, but it always elevates the one true God above them. But then many times it does go that step further, which it does here, right? So this first one, he is to be feared above all gods. So that's kind of acknowledging, okay, well, maybe there's some inferior gods that, uh, that, that other people worship in that, that culture. Um, that, that is, that would be familiar to, to things that other cultures would say, well, yeah, you have all these other gods, but our God is superior. But this is unique. It is very unique to uh, uh, to the uh, Judaism. It says he is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. So basically, it's saying those gods don't; those are created. Idols are created by man, right? And so it is. It is the clear recognition that all other gods are just created by man. Uh, that. Only the God of creation, the God that is revealed to us through Scripture, um, is is the one true God. Um, it says, but the Lord made the heavens, honor and majesty are before him, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Um, in verse 10, uh, it says, the Lord reigns, the world also is firmly established, it shall not be moved, he shall judge the people righteously. Says verse 13, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. That's an important thing for us to to understand, to seek out, that there there is only one truth, and it is found uh, in God. Uh, Psalm 105 uh, talks about the eternal faithfulness uh, of the Lord. Verse 7, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made to Abraham, his oath to Isaac. Um, So it talks about him keeping that, uh, getting close to the end. Verse 44, he gave them the lands of the Gentiles and they inherited the labor of the nations that they might observe his statutes and keep his laws, right? That God is faithful to us, but he calls us to be faithful to him. Right? That, that he desires for us to keep his statutes and keep his laws. Um, Psalm 106, make sure I'm 
Doing right here. All right. Psalm 106. Uh, this is joy in the forgiveness of Israel's sins. So it starts off, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Um, it, understand, blessed are those who keep justice and he who does righteousness at all times. Um, there's an acknowledgement of sin, sinfulness, but that God is a God who forgives, is a God of, of mercy. Uh, verse 6, we have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity we have done wickedly right recognizing that acknowledging that uh, verse 28 says they joined themselves also to Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices made to the dead right those are pagan practices of of uh, of worshiping those who have died it's it's fine to remember and to celebrate those who have passed away, but to worship them, to offer sacrifices for them, um, is uh, that that's a pagan practice. Uh, it says, thus they provoked him to anger with their deeds. So again, this psalm is uh, recognizing uh, how the people have, have rebelled and fallen short. Um, verse 44, nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry, and for their sake he remembered his covenant and relented according to the multitude of his mercies. He also made them to be pitied by all those who carried them away captive. Uh, save us, our, save us, O Lord our God, verse 47. Gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your pl- uh, praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Um, so this acknowledgement that even though we have sinned, that God is still faithful to us, but we're going to deal with the consequences of our sin. Uh, it's an important understanding uh, about God. Psalm 39 said, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. This is a prayer for forgiveness and wisdom. Um, I, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will strain my mouth with a muzzle. <laughs> right? uh, it says, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. Remember, we've talked about this idea that we see throughout Scripture of understanding our frailness, understanding our, um, our, our humanity and how we are so limited, but yet God continues to be faithful to us. God is the one who gives us significance. Um, uh, verse 7 in that, I, I know now and now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Right? Psalm 62 uh, is, is, talks about waiting for the salvation of God. Um, uh, verse 7, in God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times. Uh, you people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Um, you know, just recognizing the salvation of God and, and waiting on that. Um, Psalm 50, God, the righteous judge, uh, starts off the mighty one, the God, God, the Lord has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down, right? Uh, that he is above all things. Uh, then verse 16, again, talking about judgment, uh, but to the wicked, God says, what right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth? Seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you. When you saw a thief, you consented with him and have been partaker with adulterers. You give your mouth to evil. Your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. And these things you have done. And I kept silent.
violent. You thought that I was altogether like you, but I will rebuke you and set them in order before your eyes. Um, you know, it's, it's so important for us. That sometimes it, it becomes easier just to go along with what society believes is right uh, and good, even if it goes against what scripture and what God has revealed to us is right or good. Um, and, and I think that's one of the, the biggest deceptions and traps for us today um, is to, to just like the idea of God and believe that God exists uh, and desire to have a relationship with God. Um, but then we, we don't really follow the things that God has called us to do, the things that God has called good and the things that God has called evil, because society views things very different than God. And it becomes very hard to live out our faith in a, in a world that now is believing things completely uh, opposed to the things of God. And so we, we kind of uh, become the closet Christian, right? Where uh, where we do believe in God, but we we kind of keep that hidden in cer- certain circumstances, and uh, and you know, at some point we don't need to be silent any longer, um, and uh, and and God will uh, bring rebuke for that, I believe. Psalm seventy three. Uh, the tragedy of the wicked, the wickedness, the blessedness of trust in God. Uh, verse 21 says, Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by the right hand. Uh, you will guide me with your counsel. Um, uh, wh- whom have I in heaven but you? Uh, Verse 26, my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Uh, Verse 28, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. uh, Verse 21 just really jumped out. Thus, my heart was grieved. I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. Um, It is easy for us to get caught up in the ways of the world. It's easy for us to, to, to rationalize the things of God. Um, and, and we need to constantly be checking ourselves. Are we, uh, is what we're believing, uh, truly what God desires for us to believe? Or have we been deceived? And we are all susceptible to that. Psalm 24 is, is a, a, a cry for relief from oppressors, right? And, um, there are times that we are going to be oppressed, uh, that we are feeling like everything is against us. Verse 22, arise, O God, plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you daily. Do not forget the voice of your enemies, the tom- uh, tumult uh, of those uh, who rise up against you increases continually, right? C- calling on God to remember that, to, re- to, to take heed, if you will. Um, Psalm 75, um, uh, thanksgiving for God's uh, judgment. Uh, verse, the last verse there, all the horns of the wickedness uh, will be cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Um, you know, it's okay to desire to see God's righteousness and, and justice, um, but that is up to him. We, we, we are not to, to be the judge. Um, we are to follow the one who will judge. 
Uh, Psalm 76, the majesty of God in judgment. Um, uh, verse 7, you yourself are to be feared, and who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? You caused judge, judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still when God arose to judgment to deliver all the oppressed of the earth. Right? Psalm 77, um, con- the, the, it's titled, Consoling Memory of God's Redemptive Works, right? of remembering how God has redeemed in the past. Uh, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. Right? Um, and then it, it goes in remembering how uh, God uh, stepped in, that God is our sanctuary. Um, just really, really neat. It reminds us that we can be honest with God about our feelings, about our feelings of being overwhelmed. Psalm 78, um, God's kindness to rebellious uh, Israel. This goes through all the ways that Israel has been rebelling against God, um, but that God continues to shepherd them. Uh, Verse 72, so he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness skillfulness of his hands, right? That God still is reaching out uh, and, and faithful to the people, even though that they have rebelled against him. Psalm 79, um, uh, a prayer for Israel who has been destroyed by, by enemies, recognizing Man, sometimes the uh, the consequences of those sins brought about horrific things, um, but still acknowledging who God is. Psalm uh, 80, prayer for Israel's restoration. Uh, it says throughout there, restore us, O God, cause your face to shine and we will be saved. So that's it, there's a recognition that, hey, we kind of deserve this, but then there's also the crying out, but please restore us, O God. Uh, Psalm 81, uh, an appeal for Israel's repentance. Um, uh, Verse 11, but my people would not heed my voice and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn hearts to walk in their own counsels. (laughs) Sounds sounds like you could say that today about about our land, that we have completely turned our back on any founding principles of of being rooted uh, in uh, God, the creator, um, that we have not heeded his voice. Um, And and there should be uh, an appeal for repentance. I mean, I believe that applies to us today, that that we should be uh, repenting and striving to do better and to go back to our roots of being founded in the truth of God. Psalm 82, a plea for justice. Um, Again, desiring justice. Psalm uh, 83, I thought this was great. It is a prayer to frustrate conspiracy against Israel. It starts off, do not keep silent. Uh, Do not hold your peace. Do not be still, O God, for behold, your enemies make a tumult. And those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people, consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more that you know that that there are specific enemies out there and that we should be praying that God brings deliverance from those enemies uh, Psalm 88 is the last one that we're going to we're going to stop today Psalm 88 um, is is a very interesting one I want you to as you read this one kind of notice what it's doing this is a very uh, in the title that I have here it says a prayer for help in despondency 
So when we feel despondent, when we feel helpless, this is a very emotional psalm that someone is at, uh, that, uh, that, that they are at a really low place. And in fact, there's not a whole lot of positive in this at all. Uh, it, it ends with, um, you know, your terrors have cut me off. They came around me all day long like water. They engulfed me all together. Loved one and friend, you have put far from me and my acquaintances into darkness. Right? It, it, the whole thing, you know, it, it starts off, Lord God of my salvation, I have cried out in the day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of troubles. So it, this is pouring out their heart to God that they are overwhelmed with the, the negativity that's going on in their life. Um, but one thing that is repeated uh, three different times is even in that moment, even in, as they are being despondent, they are choosing to cry out to the Lord. Even though it doesn't feel like he's answering them in this moment, they continue to cry out to him. It says, I have cried out day and night before you. That's in ver- verse 1. Verse uh, 9, Lord, I have called daily upon you. I've stretched out my hands to you. Right? Verse 13, but to you I have cried out, O Lord, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. So it's this constant crying out to God, even though they still feel despondent. And I think that's a, this is a good one was where we're going to end. And uh, I, I, I love this because it, it does reveal that human emotion. And guess what? God is big enough to hear our frustrations and our anger and our bitterness and our confusion and our despondency. He's big enough to handle that. But we need to be crying out to him. We don't need to give up on him. You know, sometimes we, we cry out and we don't get the answer we want right away, and so we move on and try something else. No, continue to cry out to God. All right, so for next Tuesday, I uh, encourage you to read First uh, Chronicles 17. And then we're going to jump back into 2 Samuel and read 2 Samuel chapter 8 through 12. Um, uh, 8 through 12. We may adjust that a little bit. But uh, so First Chronicles 17 and Second Samuel 8 through 12 on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.